I'll start reading. The eleven disciples travelled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Then Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in, in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Okay, long time no see. Good to see you. Now, uh, if you haven't had a chance, get your Bibles open. Uh, there's some over there if you haven't got one. And uh, you've got room on uh, the back of your sheet to take notes if you'd like to take notes. But let me just pray, and then let's think about this last one in our leadership series. Our loving Heavenly Father, again, we do just thank you for your word. We ask that you would give me the right word to say to teach it correctly, uh, that it might honour you, that it might keep in step with the Spirit. And Lord, please help us to be people who are on mission and to be led by people who are on mission. And Lord, please, again, we just pray, help us to be people who don't just hear your word, but trust it and do it. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, you might or might not uh, know that this year at Synod, which is the governor of the Anglican Church, the governing body of the Anglican Church, that we were accepted as a full parish. Uh, it doesn't mean much if you don't know what that means, but basically what it means is that we can support ourselves financially. It means we have two representatives at Synod, which will be important as we uh, vote on a new Archbishop uh, next August, and uh, we can nominate a new minister. Uh, you'd think God knew what was happening to me, wouldn't you, really, even before the time? Um, uh, in this sort of process, uh, we've been reflecting on church, and really that was already coming because we're doing Thanksgiving but we're, and, and being uh, celebrating, but we're also just, you think back and think, well, what is God doing? What has God been doing amongst us? And uh, as I reflected back and looked through the old names lists, you know, just went through them. There was 60 easy that I found who had become Christians that God had called. And that's not counting all our teenagers and all those who make commitments at kick and all those ones that go on and on and on. And uh, it, it's, it's very encouraging because the reason that the church plant was originally set up, which is the same reason really most churches are to operate, but the church plant was set up, was set up so that we would not just be the flavour of the month for everyone to move over from other churches, but to be a church that actually is reaching out and trying to help people who, are, who don't know the Lord Jesus who, or who are disconnected from church, disconnected from um, being what God wants them to be, working together as his people. And so it's encouraging to see people coming in. And in the NCLS, which is the New Churches... New Church Life Survey uh, in 2016, 12% of us said that they sort of became Christians here. So it's very encouraging because uh, as we read the Bible um, and as we come to this last one, and we've meant it to be the last one, is that we've got to keep reminding one another that we've got marching orders from God. As he saves us, uh, as he calls us into relationship with him, as we get going with him, uh, he wants us to know that we're on mission and uh, he wants us to be on mission and he wants us to have leaders who are modelling that to us as well so that we will be on mission. And so we finish off with what is called the Great Commission. And there's just three points I'm going to make out of it to uh, help us think about that. Um, uh, but it is just to remind us of what God is like and our role 
uh, in uh, what he is doing. And so Matthew 28, verse 17, and further. All authority has been given to me, says Jesus, in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptising in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, uh, you should be very familiar with this, and by the time... Uh, you've been here a while, you're going to be very, very familiar with this because we've got to keep reminding each other of what the job is. Uh, yeah, there's a lot more, a lot of nuance, a lot of other stuff to add, but this is the heart of the drive of what God wants us to do. And so it's called the Great Co-Mission uh, because God is on mission and he is inviting us to join in. Co-together mission is a job of going out. Uh, we are together with God in this mission. Um, uh, you should be familiar with it, but let me just quickly go through what we have there in those verses. Uh, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth have been given to me. Uh, that is all authority for people going to heaven, all authority uh, uh, and control of what's happening in this world. All authority has been given to him. Our eternal life with Jesus, with God, is determined by how we treat Jesus He's the one who has won a way for us uh, to not get we, what we deserve from God, but to get mercy uh, through his atoning, sacrificial, representative, substitutional death for us on our behalf on the cross. And in his resurrection, saying that it was accepted by the Father, uh, this is the only way that we can be made right with God. Jesus is the one who makes us right with God. All authority in heaven and earth have been given to him. And so he is calling people to come under his authority. And so he says, all authority is being given for me, given to me, therefore go. Now, uh, therefore go can sound a lot like everyone go overseas, like Pete and Kath or go way, way away to Morissette, uh, like Kirsten and Rob, you know, really get out there. And that's good too, but it's really, uh, really saying, as you go about life from now on, Whatever you do, when you go to work, when you go to school, when you go to uni, when you're wandering around, going to shopping, as you go, make disciples. Everywhere you go now, you're looking for who is around you and you are trying to help them to know and follow the Lord Jesus. Now, you've got to be thinking through how you do that. And there's lots of things we do to help you with that, but that's what it's saying. As you go, you're always thinking about who you're with. We are to make disciples. Disciples means followers of Christ, people who have come under Christ, under his authority, trusting him as the one who will save them. We are to do this for all nations. Uh, we are to be thinking about all nations, all ages, all sexes, all nations. No one is not available. No one doesn't need it. Everyone needs it. There's only one God and there's only one person who has the authority on earth for people to be saved. Uh, what do we do? We call people to come under Jesus' authority, to trust him for their salvation. And then what do we do? We baptise them. For those who do, we line them up with the Lord Jesus. We line them up with the true and living God, with the God who is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God, the triune God. We line them up publicly with that true God and we splash water on them. Um, and we splash water on them or we dip them in water or we dunk them or whatever it is we do or we hose, spit, pour, spray, whatever we do, we do that because it's symbolic of how someone's saved. Water saves no one. 
at any age, young or old. Water points to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It points to God changing someone's heart and turning them to the Lord Jesus. Water symbolises what God does in someone's heart. And so I should ask the question, are you baptised? If you follow the Lord Jesus, have you been baptised if you haven't seen me later or Chris later? Um, we baptise them in God's name, as I said. Uh, and then what do we do? We teach them to obey. And so there's a calling people under God's authority. There's lining them up with the true and living God. And then there is teaching them to follow the one whose authority they've come under, uh, who, uh, who, who has forgiven them, and we now are listening to him and learning about him and growing more like him. Uh, forgiven people have an attitude of obedience to God. The Holy Spirit has changed our hearts, softened our hearts, taken out a heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh. All ways of saying he has stopped us rebelling against Jesus. He hasn't made us perfectly perfect. He hasn't stopped us struggling with sin, but he has changed our hearts so that we won't stop ignoring, so that we will stop ignoring the Lord Jesus. And um, as we go about helping people to follow Jesus, calling people to follow Jesus, uh, getting them into the rescue boat, so to speak, and then teaching them uh, to obey him and to get good at rescuing and being involved in it, uh, we are to remember, as he says, that he is always with us. He is always with us, yes, because he comes into our lives, uh, but he is always with us as we make disciples. He's always with us as we're on about the job that he gave us to do, the one we shove up on the wall to keep reminding us, go help people with God. Help one another to keep following Jesus. Help your friends who don't know him, who don't come to church. Help them to know him. Help them to put their trust in Jesus. Uh, keep helping. He's with us in that job. That's the job. And he's with us in that. Uh, and so we've been looking for leaders who have this as part of their DNA. That is, we want to have people who are compelled by Christ's love to follow him, to help others follow him, guided by the Bible. And so our mission is a co-mission, a mission that God is on, and we are joining him in what he is doing, and he's calling us to do that. Uh, two, so one is we have a co-mission, but second is God is first and foremost a missionary. We will never, 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 never understand the Bible if we don't understand that the whole Bible is about saving people, is about redeeming people, is about gathering people into his kingdom. It's about getting people together from all tribes, all nations, everywhere into uh, his kingdom forever. Uh, and the Bible is, is, is about that. And if we miss that, we'll keep reading the Bible and we'll read, be good, be religious, be believers, be something, but anything but be on God's team. Help people into God's team. Uh, see how God cares for people. See how God's saving people. See how God's working, 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 trying to bring people. Look what he does to save people. God's plan is always to save people. And you can see this maybe most clearly by looking at that picture from Revelation, that, that, that metaphorical picture of what uh, it's going to look like in the end when he says... Uh, in Revelation 7, verse 9, And this I looked, and there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people and language, 
which no one could number. Standing before the throne and before the Lamb, they were robed in white with palm branches in their hands, just means forgiven, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. Very joyful at being saved. God is a missionary. He's after people. He's always been a missionary. He wants people who follow him. He wants people to join him. He's done everything for them so that they might join him from everywhere. So we want leaders who are on mission to model to us that we might be on mission. Three, his plan is to use us. His plan is to use us. Go make disciples, my children. Join me. Care like I care for you and others. Join me and help people to know and follow the Lord Jesus. I'm going to use your gospel words to call people from every nation. I'm going to use your gospel words to call people out of the world into my people. And a great reminder, uh, we often people get stressed, you know, like, you know, it's hard to do and how can I do that? But the great encouragement uh, is like one from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, where it says, Paul says, I planted the word, Apollos watered the word, but God gave it the growth. Our job is to plant and to water. Put it in, water it. Put it in, water it. Put it in, water it, and pray like crazy that God will give it growth. We can't save people, we can't grow people, but we can plant and water, plant and water. It's very comforting to know that Jesus is building his church, but he's using us to do it. Uh, here's just a few verses uh, if you need more encouragement in that direction. Romans 10, for everyone <coughs> excuse me, who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing uh, about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who announce good news. You see. 1 Corinthians 10. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for God's glory. Give no offence to Jews or Greeks or to the church of God, just as I also try to please all people in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, so that they may be saved. Romans 1.16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for the salvation of all who would believe. I'm not ashamed to speak the gospel. Acts 4, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people, and by it we must be saved. There's nowhere else you can take someone. Acts 2, repent, Peter said to them, and be baptised, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promises for you and for your children, for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and strongly urged them, saying, be saved. Be saved from this corrupt generation. Lastly, Titus 3. But when the kindness of God our Saviour and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us not by works of righteousness, not by being good that we had done, but according to his mercy, 
through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. God's plan is to use people, to use you, to use me, uh, with all our little stumbles and tries and good ones and bad ones, but trying. Um, I heard it once uh, put as a domino effect. You know, you never know what you just did and where it's going to go. Click, 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 and what God's doing with what you did. But we are, be involved. God's using us uh, to help people come to know him uh, through the gospel. So we had to go about announcing and watching how we live and not being ashamed of the gospel and, and knowing that he's the only way and they really need to hear it, knowing they need to be urged. They're not going to be doing it without urging and relying on the power of the Holy Spirit because all we can do is plant and water. Um, God has given us a great commission uh, because he is a missionary God and his plan is to use us. So we look for leaders who we know have a co-mission, and they understand that, from a missionary God, and we celebrate that they are on mission. Our God is a missionary God, and he calls us to be missionaries too. It's a call, it's a command, it's his tender heart and care for people, and our missionary God then calls us and gives us the privilege of being on co-mission with him. So we want leaders who are on mission to lead us on mission so that we are all on mission for Jesus. A church on mission is something that we should celebrate and pray heavily for. Amen.